You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Actually, it's the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense. No one shows. You're right by this and feel this back. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, we'll be trying to get a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Packers Total Access Chalk Talk Edition. Just going to take a few minutes here and break down some of the key plays from the preseason game last night against the New England Patriots. It was a fun one to watch. And uh, first of all, I want to say it's awesome hearing the news that uh, I think it was Isaiah, who was it, Isaiah Bolden, I believe was his name, um, is is fine. You know, they're saying that he spent the night in the hospital. And uh, obviously, I think he actually has already left the hospital. I'm going to check my notes here. I believe that's what they said. Yeah, Isaiah Bolden. Um, and he is back with the team and everything. So everything seems to be good there. I mean, it's always tough when you get a scare like that. Um, you know, and uh, just uh, like I said, thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family. And uh, hopefully a, a full recovery, man. It's it's such a tough game, such a physical game. And, uh, you know, that's football. A lot of people don't realize, but football has been attacked. Um, I say attack. That's probably a strong word. People have been trying to get football banned since the 1800s when it first started. Um, you know, President Teddy Roosevelt actually went to bat for the game of football and um, and prevented it from being banned in the United States because they were like, I can't remember how many deaths every year people were dying playing the game of football. So it's always been a tough sport and you're always trying to, uh, you know, take steps in the right direction to make sure that that uh, it's as safe as possible. And I know there's some out there that that they love the physical nature of the game and they don't want anything to change there. I'm not here to judge, right? Um, and then there's others that are going to be, you know, probably overly cautious. You know, I probably fall somewhere there in the middle. And um, it's about providing the best product possible while making sure the players are safe, you know, at all times. That's what it really comes down to for me. So uh, you get to interview players, you get to know players. I know several former NFL players that I would consider friends, a couple that are business partners now. And um, 
it's tough to hear, you know, what their bodies go through and, and how they kind of lay it all on the line and uh, to, to pursue something they love. And, you know, I, I know they get pay, paid a lot of money, right? And that gets thrown around a lot too. But at the end of the day, we're human beings and, uh, you know, you want everybody to be safe. But I'm going to get off my soapbox here. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> but just wanted to say it's awesome news hearing that Isaiah Bolden is, uh, is doing much better today. So with that being said, we're going to break down some film, if that's cool with you guys. Um, we've got a, a couple of plays here keyed up. I'm going to try to keep this under 30 minutes. Pray for me. We'll see if it happens, right? Let's go ahead and share the screen. And uh, so let's jump right in. Let's see what we got here. I can't even remember what plays I picked. I've got notes, so I wouldn't forget when we got into the play. Okay. This first play is a, uh, is a pass from Jordan Love. I believe this is to Romeo Dobbs here, okay? And here is the play call. We come out in an 11-gun, strong left bunch, T-weak, crosser, cab, fly, Y-leak, T-choice. Okay, again, once again, 11 personnel simply means one running back, one tight end. So you get the running back, you got the tight end. Okay, the uh, strong left bunch is simply this portion of the formation. They're bunched up in a half-diamond pattern. Okay, and then you've got the T-weak, which, like we showed, the, the running back is on the opposite side of the tight end. So it's strong left because the tight end's on the left side of the ball and it's T weak because the running back is on the opposite side of the strong side of the formation, which would make it the weak side of the formation. Okay. Now, as far as the route combination, you've got crosser cab fly. Okay. We outlined this a little bit last night. We're going to go back into it again. Cab is normally this guys. It's normally a shallow cross and a dig. Okay. A crosser cab, that's what I've always heard it called as. There may be other people that have different nicknames for these uh, passing concepts. This is what I've always heard it called as. Crosser cab is the same principle. You're attacking low and mid, but it's going to be a couple crossers. So you've got a crosser at this level. You've got a crosser behind him. What you're trying to do is get some of these defenders to snug up, right, and, and cover underneath so it frees up this throwing window. And if, if, of course, they stay back, you're hoping that you get this throwing window, right? But – Regardless, you're kind of attacking at levels. It's very similar to what we'd refer to as a levels play, okay, which is very similar to a drive concept. So, again, crosser cab, right, is that aspect of the route. And then, of course, you've got um, cab fly. When I say fly, it's a non-fade. It's basically a go route from Romeo Dobbs, okay. Your, your uh, Y leak is going to be real simple. He's just going to kind of throw a little block, and he's going to try to leak out. And then, of course, the T choice means the running back is going to come out here and he's going to make a choice. Do I go in or do I go out based off what the defense is doing? Okay, so let's go ahead and roll the tape here. What I want you to pay attention to is Romeo Dobbs at the top right here. Um, does a great job. He's very patient. You'll see him kind of get to the uh, get to the point where he meets up with the corner. And he's going to give him a little stutter step just to get him a little bit off balance so he can try to take this nine fade down the sideline. Also want you to key in on Jordan Love, his throwing mechanics, how comfortable he looks in the pocket, processing the information that's in front of him, and watch him turn this thing loose. So here we go. Here's a snap. Drops back. Mechanics look good. One little quick hitch. Beautiful throw. Absolutely beautiful throw. We're going to roll it back now at 50%. Okay, we're going to nerd out here just a little bit. I want you guys to really see this catch. Look at Dobbs, a little ham fighting. Could have been pass interference called on either player. I love that the officials let them fight it out. Usually if there's contact by both players, they'll let it go. Um, Dobbs, of course, has his head around, with the DB not having his head around yet, sometimes that triggers the pass interference. But look at Dobbs right here. Guys, in real time, I was watching this play, and I thought he was out of bounds. I put in my notes, great throw, 
great catch, just got too close to the boundary. And then they threw the challenge flag. And I'm like, no, nah, he's out. And then as it came back in, and and you you guys have probably seen the still shot of his toe. I don't know if I'll be able to get it perfect. I probably will not. We're going to see if we can. But his toe was actually in bounds when he had possession of this ball. Like, this is great by Romeo Dobbin. I want to try to get it. It's tough. I couldn't get it there. <laughs> but they've got a still shot where the ball is in his hands right there. There it is. Perfect. Boom. You know the right foot's good, right? You can tell that the right foot is fine. This foot right here, that's inbounds. This was the one that was in question, right? So you can see right there the toe is inbounds. And people say, oh, you threw up chalk. It doesn't matter if you throw up chalk. If your toe drags inbounds, if there's any part of your body, one square centimeter of your body is touching inbounds before the rest of it goes out of bounds, you're fine, right, in, in, in regards of one foot. I don't want to turn this into an officiating uh, podcast here, but I thought it was incomplete too. Went back and watched it. Great catch by Romeo Dobbs. Absolutely phenomenal play there. So I'll tell you this, guys. Romeo Dobbs seems to be the real deal. Last year he graded out as a number three receiver, right? And going into this year, I'm like, man, I don't, I'm not ready to to just anoint Dobbs a number one receiver or even a number two receiver. You know, the data suggests he's a number three receiver. What we've seen so far in the preseason, when Christian Watson needed a play, he also went to Romeo Dobbs on a dig route. We could have run, we could have shown that play as well, but I decided to go a little bit different route because I want to break it up into, into multiple players. But when when he go when he needs a play, he goes to Romeo Dobbs. He went to Romeo on a dig route and and it was, I mean, in tight coverage. And Romeo brought it down for him. I believe that was a third down conversion, too. So you could see, man. Jordan, that's kind of Jordan's comfort guy right now. And, and we'll see, you know, Christian Watson's got all the raw talent and ability in the world, right? But we'll uh, we'll see who he kind of leans on the most. And when they start rolling coverage to Christian Watson, Dobbs has got the speed to take the top off. When they start rolling coverage to Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson's got the speed to take the top off. And then you got Jaden Reed working underneath if for some reason they try to bracket cover those guys on the perimeter. So I'm excited to see how that unfolds. All right, let's see here. Up next, we've got... 11 ace double, strong left, Z wing, play action, max protect, choice dodge, slot cross. What does all of that mean, right? <laughs> all right, so we got ace, which means single back. It's, it's one syllable word, word for single back, so you don't have to use two syllables, okay, or three syllables. I'm not, a, I'm not very educated on the English language if you haven't noticed yet. So 11 simply means one running back, one tight end, okay? Z wing. That's Christian Watson right here, and he's kind of playing the wing. I thought this was very creative by Matt LaFleur to put him in that wing right there. And notice all these bodies over here, guys. Notice all these bodies stacked on this side. You've even got a, a, a linebacker peeping in over there, too. They're going, what are they doing? Are they going to if if they run left here, what you're doing is you're you're kind of you're kind of cutting the field in half, right? And look at how many bodies are out here. You've only got two out here, right? So they're they're playing the numbers game here by stacking this this uh, this odd-looking formation. Um, all right, let's clear it off. Now let's talk about uh, what all this means. Um, play action, obviously, is going to be a play action pass, pass. Max protect simply means the tight end is going to pass block, and the running back is going to play fake, and then he's going to pass block, and he absolutely annihilates a blitzer here. Somebody gets a piece of him, but it's just it's so awesome to see A.J. Dillon actually playing with some attitude. You know, he's such a nice guy. He's the mayor of Door County. Everybody loves him. Um, but man, when he when he this year, what I've seen 
early on in the preseason, especially when he's running the ball, he's running angry and he's running like someone who who is his size. Right. And uh, I think that's going to be very important for A.J. Dillon to establish himself as kind of that that bruiser back. Right. Or reestablish himself as that bruiser back, as we all kind of feel like he, he took a little bit of a step back last year. So. All right. That's your max protect choice dodge. That's going to be Christian Watson's route. So basically, choice dodge, when you come out of the backfield and you've got an option route, they call it uh, choice dodge, okay? So he's going to come out here, and as he's coming out, guys, what he is doing is he's reading these guys right here. He's looking at all these guys, and he's going to decide what route am I going to run, okay? You know, if one of these guys, let's say let's say this defender right here, you know, busts outside here. If he just jumps outside with an underneath with a flat technique, right? then Christian may cut it up the middle of the field. He may even sit down somewhere in the middle. He can't go too far up the field because, of course, uh, the, the next aspect of the uh, of the route we're going to talk about. But he's looking at this as a choice dodge. What he decides real quick as the play rolls forward is he's just going to turn it into an out route, okay? And then you've also got slot cross, which is Jaden Reed on a crosser, and then you've got – I think that's Romeo Dobbs on the dig, Okay. So, again, that's 11 ace double, strong left, Z-wing, play action, max protect, choice dodge, slot cross. Let's roll the tape. And I want you to watch A.J. Dillon, really key in on A.J. Dillon's block here, okay? Boom, look at that. He made sure that guy was not getting back up off the ground. Another thing I want you to key in on is look at Zach Tom right here, okay? I'm going to roll it back for you. I want you to watch Zach Tom on this play. This was, this was an absolutely awesome rep by Zach Tom. Look at him up here. The guy tries to take the take the edge with a little speed rush, pops out there, throws a spin move back. Look at Zach Tom, recover. Guys, we got us a starting right tackle. As much as I want to see him at center because of Josh Myers' struggles, he has proven that he can play right tackle um, at a at at a at, at least at a starter's level. We'll see if uh, if he can put himself in that upper echelon of the rest of the NFL. So again, let's watch the play here. Play action complete. There you see the choice, right? You see where the backers are, right, like I was talking about. So that's why Watson's going outside, in my opinion. I think that's a choice route. It could have just been an out, right? It could have been that. But I believe it was a, it was most likely a dodge choice route. So right here, look at Jordan Love. Look how comfortable. Look at the pocket. Zach Tom's got his back. Uh, great blocking out here on the edge as well. I believe that's the tight end Musgrave. You know, Musgrave kind of holds up well right there. Look at him. George is just waiting for waiting for the opportunity, waiting for the passing window. Guys, this right here is an absolute dot. That is a dot of a throw. I'm going to take it down to 25%. We're really going to geek out right here. This throw, you can't throw this ball any better. And there's bodies everywhere. Look at the placement of that pass. And I know it's blurry. It looks like this is a Pruder film. But look at that. I mean, when you see the other angle, my goodness, man! Yeah, just a, a phenomenal throw by Chris or by uh, by Jordan Love. I'm seeing Christian Watson celebrating with his boy, but I wish I had the other angle on this copy. I do not. I was gonna upload it, but I didn't. Um, like I said, though, Jaden Reed's a little spark plug, man. He just looks like he belongs. The game isn't too big for him. I know it's preseason. I got you, but the game is not too big for Jaden Reed. The hands, the hands are the biggest thing that stick out to me with with Jaden Reed. He's got such strong hands for such a little guy, and uh, his catch radius looks enormous for his size. That's another thing that really pops off 
the screen. So uh, again, that was Jordan Love's kind of tapes, a, a couple of the, the throws that I thought were important. I thought he had a decent night, could have been a little more accurate, but then you see a throw like that on the crosser that was just a, a dime. I mean, he he put that thing right in the basketball hoop. There's no, there's no way he could have thrown that ball any better. Um, the thing I've noticed about Jordan Love too, as opposed to a very raw Sean Clifford, is Jordan Love doesn't put his guys in trouble. You don't see him throwing hospital balls. Guys, Sean Clifford's a blast to watch, and I really enjoyed it, and I look forward to seeing more of him. But, uh, man, I, I counted at least four or five hospital balls he threw last night. And that was tough to watch, dude, especially when you see a player get hurt, like, you know, with the Patriots uh, player there that, that went down with Isaiah Bolden. Um, man, Sean Clifford's got to control that a little bit. It's fun to watch. It's it's very exciting to see him. You know, he, everybody says he reminds you of Brett Favre, and, and rightfully so. But at the same time, man, you've got to, at some point, you've got to decide. We'll see one of those plays at the end of this chalk talk segment. At some point, you've got to decide, hey, look, this isn't worth it, both injury-wise, uh, the ball getting tipped, intercepted, all that. Yes, I agree. You can take chances in the preseason. I got all that. You don't want to take chances with the healthier roster, though. And uh, thank God Malik uh, Heath is a, an absolute dog, uh, uh, you know, what Matt LaFleur referred to as a goon. Um, he could absorb that hit when his helmet came off. But we'll, like I said, we'll show it in a little bit. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball now. I want to show you a couple plays from Kingsley and Igbare. He really, really flashed to me, guys. Um, he looks like a totally different player. Last year's draft, um, during draft coverage, you know, I have my live draft board behind me back here. And there was only one player <clears throat> that was left when Kingsley and Igbare was drafted by the Packers, and it was Kingsley and Igbari. Like, he was the only name sitting towards the top of the list, where, what was what would, what would currently be the top of the list, and there was so much space underneath him. And when they took him, I'm like, this is a great pick. This is a great value pick. I couldn't figure out why he dropped in the draft. It sounded like later that people were a little bit worried about his run defense, but he was definitely a, a good pass rusher. Um, but, man, he looks totally different from last year. He's got a great first step now. Um, he's showing great power. He's playing with more control. Just a huge, huge difference from last year. This play here was a nickel two, four, five, and you're going to see Enigbari out here in a wide nine technique, okay? He's right down here at the bottom of the screen, and I want you to watch him work off the edge here. He's basically going to do a, what they call a straight arm, and he's going to put it right on the left breastplate of the offensive tackle, and he, notice how he positions his, his body to the, the left tackle's outside shoulder while having his right arm, that straight arm, underneath the breastplate, right? And he, he's basically going to force this guy to, to – he's not going to allow him to have balance the entire play while he keeps his legs moving towards the outside shoulder. This is a really, really good rep here by Kingsley and Igbari. Look at this. Right there's the straight arm. You see it right, right underneath the, the breastplate or you know, right along the shoulder pad there, I should say. And watch him drive. Look at the lean he has on his body right here. He's just going to drive and not even use his left hand and he's going to stay positioned on the outside shoulder of the tackle. So he's not allowing the tackle to get his feet underneath him, right? Look at this. Basically bench pressed him with one arm and then sacked him with the other. Guys, that is nothing to shake a stick at. I understand it's preseason. You're going to hear me say that over and over and over. There's not many tackles in the league that could absorb that move just then with the timing, the, the quick first step, and the power that Enigbare showed on that play. I mean, that was a phenomenal rep. It really was. Um, all right, let's go now to the next play. Um, it's another Kingsley and Ibarre play, another wide nine technique. We come out in a nickel two, four, five. It was cover three zone match. Uh, Enigbare, I've got seven tech rope down. After looking at it, 
a lot of people probably would consider this a wide nine. Um, when there's not a tight end lined up out there, it, it's kind of, it gets kind of iffy, a little muddy, and there's no reason it's splitting hairs, okay? If, if you want to refer to this as a seven tech, that's totally cool. If some want to say, no, I think it's more of a wide nine, that's that's all right too, okay? But again, nickel two, four, five, cover three, zone match, enigbar a seven tech or nine tech, punch and pull, speed rush. What do I mean by punch and pull? I want you to really key in on Enigbare at the bottom of the screen right here, okay? He's going to do a move where he's going to initiate contact with the tackle. He's going to punch him in the chest, then he's going to pull his arms down and then speed rush around the outside. To me, it didn't look necessarily like a full rip move. You know, typically with a rip move, what you're going to do is you're going to give a little slap and you're going to try to rip underneath, right? Um, I didn't see much of a rip as much as it was a punch and pull with a speed rush. But let's roll the tape here. Check him out. Look at his first step. That's what I want you to know. So look how quick he's off the ball. There's the punch. See it? Here comes the pull, and there's the speed. Look where the tackle ends, okay? I'm going to roll it back for you one more time here. Again, look at the tackle. Look where the tackle ends up. Punch, pull, speed. <laughs> tackle is in a in a turnstile. And, oh, yeah, it's a strip sack, but look, Enigbare also recovered the fumble. Having the awareness to do that, gang, to not only strip the sack, but also recover the fumble. I'm telling you, this isn't the same player that we've seen last year. If he can carry this over into the regular season, it's game on. You can see the starters are still in here, right, guys? This isn't him going up against a bunch of backups, right? Now, I, I, I'm not sure if that's their starting left tackle, but still, that's, that's just a great play, man. And like I said, to recover the fumble, too, God, what a huge, huge play. Huge night for Kingsley and Ibarre. A lot of fun watching him kind of cut the corner this year. And this is another cool part of this play. Look at the team. Look how fired up they are for each other. I'm going to roll a little bit faster here. Lambeau was just hopping last night, man. Place absolutely packed out. But look at this. Anthony Johnson Jr., Jonathan Owens, Kingsley and Ibarre. This team feels different, man. Got a lot of synergy, got a lot of unification. Um, if that's a word, I don't know if that's a word, man, probably isn't knowing me. Um, they're very unified this year, I should say. <laughs> All right, next play. Nickel 245-9349 TT Stunt. We're going to get into some rookie talk now, okay? We're going to talk about Carl Brooks for a second. Carl Brooks and his buddy Kobe Wooden, okay? I'm going to nickname these two youngsters the Bash Brothers because when they're on the field together, man, they just play in such unison, and you can see that they've got this, this sense of camaraderie, right? It reminds me of the Smith brothers when Zadarius and Preston first got signed to Green Bay. That's what these two guys remind me of, and you're going to see them right here. I'm going to highlight them for you real quick. Obviously, they're the only two down linemen, okay? And we're in a nickel two four five. The technique across the defensive line is nine three four nine, okay, which basically means that um, – Kobe Wooden is going. I'm sorry. Uh, Carl Brooks is going to be in the three tech, and Kobe Wooden is going to be in the four tech. Okay. Now, what's a TT stunt? I'm glad you asked. On a TT stunt, you heard me talk about ET stunt, which which is in tackle stunt. You've heard me talk about TE stunt, which is tackle in stunt. This is a TT stunt. Now, the first letter always is the player that goes first. So, if this had been, let me just try to explain this for for those of you that that may not know. If this had been an end tackle stunt, that means that this end would crash in first and the tackle would loop around, okay? If it was a TE stunt, that means this tackle 
would hit this, uh, would, would crash in, and then the end would loop around, okay? That, that's what a stunt is, all right? In this scenario, it's a TT stunt, which means that, you know, you're going to do a stunt with your two interior defensive linemen, your two tackles. And what's going to happen here is you're going to see Kobe Wooden is going to absolutely annihilate these two offensive linemen and free up for Carl Brooks to come around and get pressure on the quarterback. And this is why I talk about all the time. I'm not too hung up on sacks. Give me the guy that has more pressures, right, and less sacks than the guy who has more sacks but way less pressures. Pressures are, are just, in my opinion, are just as valuable, in some cases more valuable than a sack because a lot of times a pressure will actually force a quarterback to throw an interception and you're turning the ball over as we're a sack. You know, you're simply sacking them. If it's on second down, they're getting the ball right back. If you sack them on a third down play, then they get the punt and gain some of that invisible yardage. That's why pressures are – you've got to really dig into those when you're when you're trying to evaluate players. But, again, this is going to be a TT stunt. Let's roll it forward here. Check it out. We got – you're going to see uh, Kobe Wooden crash down here. First of all, this right here, I, I did – I started this late because – or, yeah, a little early because I wanted you guys to see this. Watch the inside linebacker. You're going to see him walk up to the line. You see him right there? Now, look look what Bailey Zappi did. Or, I'm sorry, I can't tell. If, I can't remember. Yeah, this is Bailey Zappi. What is he doing? He's identifying the mock. What he just told the defense is, there's our mock. And what that means is we're going to set the protection on that player right there. Okay, so what it says is we're, we're assuming he's blitzing. So these guys have got to account for everybody. You've got to block here, right? You've got to block here. You've got to block here, Okay. Now, this guy right here, he's probably going to fan over as well. I can't remember if he did or not, but that's what that quarterback is doing. He's IDing the mic right there, okay? So, now, watch what he does as we roll it forward. You're going to see he's just showing a little sugar. They ID'd the mic. Now, he's going to step back. Now, their protection's set to cover for this guy right here, and he's not even blitzing. Those little things matter. Those little things are important to give you a hat count edge, okay? Now, Again, let's watch the TE stunt. Here we go. I'm going to roll it forward. Watch Kobe Wooden just completely annihilate that offensive line. He takes out three offensive linemen, guys. Three offensive linemen there. Let's take it back one more time. I want you to see it. Watch Kobe Wooden. He's going to crash in. There's the sugar from the mic. They ID'd the mic. Look at Kobe Wooden. Bang. Free run to the quarterback is Carl Brooks. Great play on third down and obviously uh, forces an incompletion and ends the drive. These rookies, and you can see right here, here's what I'm talking about with the Bash Brothers. Look at them, man. They love playing together, dude. They love playing together. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I think they're going to work their way onto the field in a constant rotation. Again, this is a bet, a little bit better view. I want you to look over here on the left side of the screen coming from this area right here. You're going to see Kobe Wooden flash into the screen. Right here's Carl Brooks. He's obviously coming around. He's going to wrap around. But watch for watch for Kobe Wooden right here. Look at this. Bang. <laughs> and there's Carl Brooks. What do you do as a quarterback right here? What's he thinking? Bailey Zappi didn't know whether to crap or go blind, so he closed one eye and farted. He's like, what in the world happened here? I'll tell you what happened here. Let's go all the way back real quick. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. 
Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What happened here was just that little bit of sugar right there. They don't have an ID that might. That caused enough confusion that they think these three guys, all three of these guys on this side of the line of scrimmage, they think that they're all three coming. Right. So you slide the protection by setting the mic and that's going to give you the numbers game you need to uh, to perform this uh, this TT stunt. So he crashes in, blasts everybody out. Carl Brooks comes around, gets pressure on the quarterback, forces an incompletion. Roll it one more time, then we'll move on. I just thought that was a really, really cool play. I heard John Kuhn call call it out on the live broadcast, call it the TT stunt. And then when they showed it back on the replay, I was like, yep. We're talking about that one tomorrow. There's no doubt about that. It's going to happen. So, again, Carl Brooks, kind of a system, uh, kind of a, uh, a, uh, a resort of the system there, right, and, and more of the scheme. Um, Joe Barry, I know it's a preseason game, but Joe Barry was in his bag last night, man, and that was kind of a free run for, uh, for uh, Carl Brooks, but you could tell that Kobe Wooden was really, really excited to free that up. He, he's just as excited as Carl Brooks making the play because look what he did to that offensive line. Just absolutely annihilated on that. Great, great play there. Let's go to another Co- or another uh, Carl Brooks play. This one stood out to me too, okay? Um, this came a little bit later. We're going to come out here in a base set. This kind of surprised me. I don't see any, uh, any extra tight ends flexed out over here. So to me, this looks like it's 11 personnel. Right. This looks like 11 personnel, which kind of surprised me, because when you look at the defense we're running, we're running 34 jam. OK, 34 jam simply meaning we're putting five guys on the line of scrimmage and the nose tackle is lining up shade. Uh, he's playing shade on the center, basically playing that zero technique. OK, um, Brooks is going to be in a three tech and I want you to kind of key in on him. But again, it was it, it just kind of caught me off guard a little bit like, OK, hold up. Look at Joe Barry. Joe Barry here. He's a. Uh, He's kind of showing that 34 jam coming out in the base set when we get a little closer to the goal line. You know, we're not inside the 10 yet. They're in 11 personnel, and we said, heck with it. We're, we're going to come out and run defense. So, And it really pays off. 
But again, right here is what you want to key in on. This is going to be Brooks playing the three technique. And let's roll the tape. Look at his quickness, guys. One of his things, too, is well, – I'll just let you watch it here. Look at this. That was just, I mean, quick off the ball, quick first step, great hands. His hands are so – I don't know I don't know what the right word is. Um, his hands are, like, manipulative. Watch his hands. Watch how he works his hands here. Again, he's going to be he's going to be right here, right? It's it's very subtle how he uses his hands, but he always creates separation. First of all, he gives a little outside look there, and the guard tries to seal off the outside. But just look at his forearm and his hands. Just get out of the way, dude. Guy, guy never had a chance, and it's all about that first step. It's what Ross Tucker talks about on on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast that if you've got a first step, you can play in this league. Um. It's it's absolutely huge. He said, if someone if someone's slow off the ball, they're beat. Ross said they would watch tape every week, and they'd be looking at the opposing defensive line. Ross Tucker was an offensive lineman in the league for several years, kind of a journeyman off, offensive lineman. Got a great podcast. You should check it out, Ross Tucker Football Podcast. But he talked. Uh, Greg Cosell asked him one time, and I've talked about this before on the pod. But I know we've got new we've got new listeners every single day, which is absolutely awesome. But um, he said. He said, Ross, how, how important is that first step in the NFL? And Ross said, it's everything. He said, we would watch tape, and the first thing we would look at is how quick are they off the snap. And if they were slow off the snap, ah, not worried about him, not worried about him at all. But if, if you've got that first step, then you've got half the battle won. Like, if you can if you can engage before that offensive line is comfortable engaging with you, then, then it's game on. All right. This is the hospital ball I wanted to outline, okay? And uh, – <laughs> It's uh, I don't mean to make light of it, but this is what I was talking about with Sean Clifford. Um, he's fun to watch, but he's going to get some receivers killed if we ain't careful. All right, we got a 12 ace balance, you off, twins right, play action, you sift, dagger, T plug. Okay, what does that mean? What does all that mean? All right, first of all, 12 ace balance, right? You've got basically one running back, two tight ends. That's your 12 look, okay? Balance means there's there, the tight ends aren't lining up on the same side of the field, okay? So you've got, you know, it's it's a balanced look. U off, this is your U tight end right here. Let me clear it off. This is your U. Some people uh, think it stands for utility, uh, you know, kind of that utility type fullback slash, uh, you know, tight end. Um, if he's not in the backfield, they refer to him as a U as opposed to an H. Some people still call it an H. Some people will call it H flex. Um, some people said that the U tight end was – created by Bill O'Brien when he was in Houston, and he, he referred to his tight ends as F and U, just to be funny about it. No one knows the truth behind it, but this is typically referred to as a U, okay? Your Y is on the line over here, okay? And then you've got the uh, the secondary one, your U is off. Now, you could refer to him as an F. You could refer to him as an H. I don't care what you call him. It's a double tight end set, okay? 12 ace balance, U off, twins right. What's twins right? This is your twins right. You've got twin wide receivers on the right side of the field, so there's nobody up here uh, in this area on this side of the field, right? So you're uh, you're on you're closer to the left hash here um, than the middle of the field. Really, you're right on the left hash, but you got a play action U sift. Okay, what does U sift mean? U sift means the U tight end is going to run a sift block. Okay, he's going to come across the formation to throw a block. Now, typically, if this was a running play, this would be called 
um, a split zone run. And sometimes they can do a split zone or split duo. All right. So typically with a split zone, what you're looking to do is you're allowing this edge defender right here to come free. You're just going to allow him to come free. And that allows everybody to steal a gap and get one hat up on this side of the field. Okay. Everybody can kind of crash over in this direction and you've, uh, you've kind of got the hat count game. Now imagine if you, if you did that running the ball, right, you'd be in pretty decent shape, but you still got a couple free runners here. Okay. So this is a play action pass. So with the U sift, what you're going to see is he's going to sift around to block. They're going to run a little play fake to the running back. Okay. That's what we mean by play action U sift. Now we got dagger T plug. This is a dagger concept. Now I can't tell if this wide receiver right here broke off his route because they had bracket coverage, they had double coverage over the top, or if it, if it was supposed to be a deep sit route, nobody will know. Nobody even know if it's supposed to be a choice route. But what a dagger concept is, is real simple. A dagger concept is this guy clears out, this guy works underneath. Okay. Now it's going to be a little bit deeper than that, but I don't want to go off the screen and glitch the system here. So again, that's dagger. So it's 12 ace balance, you off twins, right? Play action, you sift dagger T plug. Okay. So there's your dagger, right? That's going to be your dagger. And then your T plug is real simple. He's going to take the play fake and then he's going to turn it into a plug route. Coming out of the backfield, an out route is typically referred to as a plug. You can call it an out. You'll hear me call it an out sometimes, depending on the depth of the route. But again, that is your U sift dagger T plug. Let's roll the tape. And like I said, brace yourself. Viewer discretion is advised because this is a hospital ball in every sense of every sense of the word. There you see the sift, the play action, dagger clears out. And he's just going to give his guy a shot here. Now, I want to say this. Look, look at all these bodies, guys. Not only did he throw it into traffic late across the middle. Guys, he threw a jump ball in traffic late across the middle. <laughs> the fact that Malik Heath didn't get hurt on this play is pretty remarkable. I mean, I'm not here to bash Sean Clifford. This is what makes it fun to watch him. But this right here is the definition of a hospital ball. Low, high, helmet comes off. But look at Malik Heath, man. This guy's making the roster. On the post-game show, let's watch it from this angle here real quick. There's the play action. You're going to see Wilson with the plug route. He kind of leaked out of the backfield. There you see Kraft. Pretty good job at the sift block. But look at this ball. <laughs> He's got a defender jumping at his uh, upper extremities on the backside. He's going to have a defender hit him high. And then another one come in low, lose the helmet, and Malik Heath held on to it. Here's a better look right here. This ball shouldn't have been thrown, okay? But this is Sean Clifford's game. It was accurate, don't get me wrong. He put it where he wanted to put it. I'm just saying, might not want to try to kill your receiver there. But when it comes to Malik Heath, this guy right here, I'm very excited about him. I said it last night on the pod or on the uh, on the post-game show, and I probably got made fun of for it. And it's probably is an overreaction, but I'm in it. He reminds me of Andre Johnson. Now, I know he's not as big as Andre Johnson was um, for the uh, Houston Texans. I asked last night, I think Jake confirmed his name was Andre, but you guys remember he's a big wide receiver, the one that absolutely smoked Cortland, uh, uh, what was his name? Finnegan. Yeah, Finnegan, the DB down in, in uh, Tennessee, absolutely smoked his head in the fist fight on the field one time. But 
Andre Johnson was just a beast. That's what Malik Heath reminds me of. He's a large, very large um, kind of uh, possession receiver, if you will. Now, uh, you know, Johnson could take the take take the the roof off, right? He could take the ceiling off of the defense. Um, I'm not not really sold on Malik Heath's speed, but the way he blocks and how physical he plays across the middle, man, it's really impressive. It is. Uh, that dude's making the roster. There's no doubt in my mind. Malik Heath will be on this roster. If he isn't, then somebody else is going to pick him up. I guarantee you that. Um, all right, let's go to the chat here real quick before we wrap up. Yeah, we're at the 37-minute mark. Man, I can never keep it under 30 minutes. It's so, so tough. Brad in the chat, appreciate you dropping through, man. Let's see here. Paul Robertson back to the grind. No days off. Love it. Yeah, man, we're trying to just get more content out, man. I'm trying to understand this whole YouTube thing. I'm trying to make sure I stay within the rules and the parameters and um, and and all that stuff. But we want to just make sure we're getting you out as much content as possible. Whether we do it right or not, we're going to do something, and then we'll uh, we'll fix it along the way is basically the game plan. Uh, Mike Hebring in the chat says, uh, let's see here. He says, Carl Brooks and Kobe Wooden. Let me put it on the screen here, make it a little easier to read. Carl Brooks and Kobe Wooden uh, continue to show up in the pass rush. Just need a bit more from them in the run game. Work in progress, but early returns are very promising. Yeah, man, I think you're going to see a heavy rotation of them, Mike. Um, I think it's going to be a fun a fun year watching those youngsters play for sure. Um, let's see here. Lee in the chat says, yeah, the angle from behind shows how great that throw was. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, What's this right here? Tad in the chat says, J.J. and Igbari played like J.J. Watt last night. Whew. Um, I'm going to hold off on that, Tad. Um, I guess I don't, I don't know if respectfully disagree is the right way to say it, but uh, I love the enthusiasm. Um, if he turns into half the player that J.J. Watt was, especially where Kingsley was drafted, man, we got us a steal. There's no doubt about that. Um, oh, this is awesome. Well, you talk about nostalgia. Paul Robertson said, Enigbare's dive on the ball reminded reminded me of a Tecmo Bowl move. It did look like a Tecmo Bowl animation, didn't it? Um, man, is there a Tecmo Bowl out there right now? I need to know that. I need somebody to do that research and figure out, is there a Tecmo Bowl that's for the newer consoles or maybe PC that's, that's playable today? God, this, the nostalgia, man. I immediately seen the animation, right, the cut scene where the two receivers run up and high-five each other in the air. Man, I, I go back to a place called Radhoe Holler in Kentucky. We lived in this uh, this old, old half-farmhouse. God, man, we were, we were broke back then. Somehow my mom uh, landed us a Nintendo that Christmas. I still think – I don't want to say what I'm about to say. I still think it might have been hot. It might have been stolen. But it is what it is. Um, man, Tech Mobile takes me right back to that house being, God, I bet seven years old, maybe eight years old, I'm guessing would be around the age. Good times, man. Tech Mobile. I'd love to play some Tech Mobile sometime. That'd be good. Uh, Dakota in the chat said, looks like the ball was flying behind the quarterback before JJ hit him in that strip sack. Yeah, that, I know this when they said it was ruled a sack or a, a fumble. Um, I immediately went through, oh, snap the ball real quick, right? Because, you know, sometimes it seems it seems like most of the time when you get one of these quote unquote tuck rule plays, um, I come away thinking, oh, yeah, that's definitely a fumble and it ends up being incomplete. Or I come away saying that's definitely incomplete and ends up being a fumble. I never get them right. All right. Let's see here. Um, 
Anulsa. I hope I'm saying that right. I apologize if I mis mispronounced it. This pass rush could be stupid this year. Bunch of dogs eating. It sure seems like it. Dakota, I'm excited for it. Paul Robertson, pass rush will be fine unless we unless we can't stop the run. Paul also said, I would pay to see Aaron Rodgers' reaction to Clifford's passes down the middle of the field. <laughs> but that's, that's a good point, Paul. Um, you know, because that's one of the cardinal sins, right? Especially within uh, Mike Clint or uh, God, what's his name? Yeah, uh, Clements, right? Um, our quarterback's coach is uh, one of his cardinal sins is never throw late across the middle. Man, I bet he, I bet Clifford's getting his butt chewed out in the film room when they look at this tape. There's no doubt about that. But hey, it was fun, wasn't it? Right? <laughs> it was fun. All right, man. Mark in the chat says this channel is great. Your breakdowns rock. Hey, Mark, we appreciate it, buddy. Uh, you know, I. I can't tell you how much uh, it means to us, you guys encouraging us. We're just Packer fans like y'all. You know, I'm not going to try to be too professional. I have people in the comments that's like, oh, man, you need to quit saying dude so much. And the intro is too long. And um, we, you know, we respect all the feedback. But if you're looking for a channel to be perfect, if you're looking for people to sound elegant and try to come from a professional announcer perspective or, or a quote-unquote insider or a beat reporter perspective, you're not going to get it here. Might as well go on to the next channel. I'm not going to try to make my voice sound like anything that it isn't. That always bothers me, too, when people talk with a low voice, and you can tell they're making their voice low to try to sound cool and this and that. Yeah, I just really think you're not going to get that here, man. I am who I am. It's not much, but you're going to get 100%, 100% authenticity 100% of the time. Because we're just on here to talk ball. We're not trying to sound smart. We're not trying to, you know, one-up anybody or try to pretend like we know more than anyone else. I guarantee you 90% of the people in this chat know more about football than me. It's, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. And if they do, my goal is to learn from them, right? Not try to act like I'm something that I'm not. And I'm darn sure not going to go backbiting other content creators and try to have their streams taken down and, and just doing stuff like that, man. Don't get me started on that. Anyway, it's it, it bothers me when when people in the public eye act like they care about a fan base, and then they go behind other content creators' backs and try to try to cut their legs out from under them because they want all the views. And it's like I don't I don't care about the views. What I care about is what's going on in this chat and us getting to know each other, having fun, talking ball, and making this football season as enjoyable as possible. And you know what? I hope I get my money back for the system I just purchased. That would be great, right? If the content we create develops a little bit of uh, income that that would kind of pay for what we're doing. And, and we may look up 10 years down the road and this is the career, right? I don't know. Um, it, it would take a lot to get to that point. But the goal is just to get in here and talk ball and have fun doing it, man. Talk about the Packers. That's what it's all about, man. Greg in the chat says, good stuff. Hey, appreciate the, uh, the kind words there, Greg. I'm glad you're enjoying it, man. Dakota knows what I'm talking about. He says, there is Retro Bowl for your phone, but it's not the same. I've seen Retro Bowl. That was a lot of fun. Um, I'd like to find something on PC. There's got to be a mod out there, Dakota. We got to get our Tennessee Cavalry together, man. Got to get our uh, our uh, what am I trying to say here? Our our goons together and figure out if there's a Tech Mobile mod. I would play the crap out of that. Nate the Great in the house. What's up, man? Thanks for swinging by, dude. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Red Mo, I subscribe for authenticity. Period. Same here, man. Um, the content that I consume, I'm looking for people who are going to respect others, give their honest opinion not try to be, be something they're not. And uh, man, life's too short to try to impress people. <laughs> it is. I have a hard time believing that if we're, when we're taking our last breath on our deathbed, we're going to be sitting there going, ah, oh, man, I wish I would impress more people. It's probably going to be, I wish I would have helped more people, had a little more fun, 
and cared a little less about what others thought. Uh, let's see. Lee in the chat said, Legend Bowl is coming out for PS5 and all new consoles. Not sure if it has player names in it, though. Legend Bowl. Write it down. Put it on the ticker. Put it on the ticker. I'm going to check that out, man, for sure. Um, let's see here. Last chat. We're going to get out of here, guys. Um, Marco Day, what's your language? Ha ha. I'm not sure what I said. Um, probably talking about about YouTube standards. Um, I would like to keep this to where it's friendly for kids. That's the goal. And I always tell the guys, any guests we have going to come on. That's why we're so cautious about the guests we bring on. If you ever say anything inappropriate, you're gone because I want what I want people to be able to do, because this is in podcast form too, by the way, you guys can check it out. Look up Packernet podcast. We're part of that network uh, with Ryan Schlipp. Great, great network of guys just talking ball. Um, I always try to cut my shows with the intention of there's a mom or a dad listening to this podcast and their kids are in the backseat. That's why I always try to try to go for it. It's tough. It's tough because I grew up in a Bacher family. I don't have the best language in the word world. Um, uh, but we really try to control it <laughs> on this pod and, uh, hopefully we accomplish that. So, uh, Lance in the chat said thoughts on the O line. Um, got to win in the trenches. My thoughts on the O line. I'll tell you this, uh, Zach Tom's real deal. We seen it. We seen a foundation being built last year with Zach Tom. And when I see the steps he's taken this year and him playing right tackle, I think they said he put on a little bit of weight and, uh, you know, moving around that really messes with a player. Let him settle in at right tackle. Now I know, I know Josh Myers at center has been a struggle guys and Zach Tom would fix that in a blink, but then what happens at right tackle? And you guys know me, I consider center more important than right tackle. I think it's left tackle in tier one that, you know, that tier one of importance as far as positions. And then I think in, in tier two, center is uh, is in that tier two range. Right tackle probably be could be considered in that same range. But for me, center's most important, man. Center's the only position where that player touches the ball every single play other than the quarterback, Right. I mean, the center touches the ball every single play. And and we're starting to see, we're starting to understand and learn. Whew. It's uh if you don't have a center that can snap the ball and, and have a clean exchange, you have zero chance of winning ball games. Zero chance. Um, Lance in the chat, great analysis, great content. Keep it up. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Definitely, definitely appreciate it. Marco Day says, all I'm seeing for negatives on uh Jay Love then in and out accuracy the other stuff is looking good wow rat hole holler talk about country yeah man it was a it had its name for a reason too i remember the first time uh i seen one of those rats in that holler and he was like this dude um yeah man this podcast isn't about my life story but i just want to say uh my mom whoo i lost her a couple years ago to a drug overdose um, and that drug addiction actually came from, uh, from just working her rear end off her whole life and providing for us, broke herself down, had to get two knee replacements, had to have some hip surgery. And she, uh, she worked for a, a company called mountain enterprise, um, back home in Kentucky. And, and she, uh, basically was one of these flaggers that stood on the road and she was standing out there on that hot pavement. It, it, it would be a hundred degrees outside, you know, 90 degrees outside. She stayed on that hot pavement for, God, I think two or three decades she did that to pull us out of the situation we were in. And and her her life story should be a movie. 
It really should. Um, the stuff that she battled through and addiction within her family and being, uh, being dirt poor growing up and, and just working for everything she had, man. Um, it's, uh, it's hard not to get emotional and I'm, I'm just going to kind of leave it at that. But yeah, she, uh, was an amazing person. And, and these doctors that subscribe, um, or prescribe, I should say, I'm sorry, prescribe, uh, opioids and painkillers, <clears throat> they should be buried under the jail because I've watched several documentaries and, and it, you know, bawling like a baby watching the documentary because you could see this is what they were doing to our communities to try to make another buck off of just the everyday person. Um, anyway, I don't want this podcast to go in that direction. I darn sure don't want it to get political in any regard. Um, I don't want it to be controversial. We're here to talk ball, but yeah, Rat Hole Holler was a, an interesting place, but man, I'll tell you what, it makes you who you are and uh, makes you appreciate what your parents have done for you and, and dig yourself out of a, a tough spot for sure. Um, all right, cool. Uh, let's see here. Lance said, uh, I'm worried about Myers. That snap. Yeah. Same here, buddy. Same here. Um, seemed like fi uh, Myers fired that snap like a missile too fast. Even if love was ready, I don't know. I played guard in college. I've never played offensive line, Lance. So you've got uh, a lot more knowledge than me. I just know something's changed. Right. And, and people, there's some people that say, well, Aaron Rodgers didn't have this problem. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Go back and watch. And everybody remembers how, how many times have we laughed and joked and cut up about Aaron Rodgers screaming, Josh, snap the effing ball, <laughs> right, on live TV and Tony Romo commenting on it. Um, so, yeah, it seems to be Myers, man. Um, again, I don't like to single out, you know, one or two players. It's a team game. Um, the one person I'm kind of singling out is Coach Buckus. I'm going, man, what, what is going on with the center position, right? What's going on there? Um, it seems to have gotten worse this year, right? And, you know, last year, Stendovich taken over as uh, as offensive coordinator and Buckus stepping in. It kind of, I don't know, it kind of seemed like Myers struggled uh, last year. We've talked about it. Some people defend him. Some people don't. I'll tell you the reason that I'm not as high on Myers. Not because I understand offensive line play, but because I've had the privilege of uh, becoming friends and, and with and, and getting to know former offensive linemen, you know, talking to people like Tony Mandarich, talking to people like uh, Mike Wall, especially Mike Wall is just this literally this this ocean of knowledge when it comes to the offensive line. And he's actually coaching offensive linemen now um, with process to perform and, and some of the stuff that he does with the youth. And he talked about Josh Myers' struggles. Josh Myers just didn't play well. He took a, a big step back last year. You heard Brian Bulaga on Wildy and Tausch uh, talk about it as well, how Josh Myers continues to make mistakes um, all year last year. How Josh, you heard Wildy talk about, he interviewed Josh Myers, and Josh Myers talked about how uh, he and Aaron Rodgers, um, or he, he said in a, it was either a press conference or a private interview, he said to Wildy and or the, uh, the other reporters that, Myers was like, yeah, man, there was many times I set the protection and Aaron had to change it for me. Aaron had to had to correct me. Aaron's not here to do that now. Now, I'm not saying that Jordan Love can't do that. Jordan Love may do it better than Aaron, right? Who knows, right? It's, it's early. Um, but, um, again, Brian Bulaga says Josh Myers had a bad year. Mike Wall said Josh Myers had a bad year. I'm going to trust their judgment over mine, right? And, and I know a lot of people like to lean on the pass blocker. You're not going to find a center with a better pass blocker. Okay, that's great. But we got to be able to snap the ball. We got to be, be able to get in the right protection. 
and it's kind of important to be able to uh, uh, to uh, be able to run run block as well, right? So uh, Lance in the chat said, absolutely love the log. I trust his analysis uh, completely, so it's probably Myers. Yeah, I agree. This will be the last one. We'll get out of here, guys. We're at the 52-minute mark. Lee said, Myers said he thought one of their ends crossed over, and he tried to get him off sides. Not an excuse, but that was his explanation. Yeah, he has been uh, inconsistent. That's a different ball game, you know. What you know, this is a perfect perfect example here, Lee. Last week, I criticized Myers for for not doing what, not snapping the ball because they got someone in the neutral zone, right? Remember me saying that you got to have great peripheral, got to be able to snap the ball when that guy breaks the neutral zone. Well, this year it sounds like, or this uh, this game here this week sounds like somebody might have done it and he snapped the ball and here I am going, man, Myers is playing. <laughs> so hindsight's twenty twenty, and uh, it you know. It's a part of being an armchair quarterback for sure, but that's good information, man. I hadn't understand it, I, or hadn't hadn't heard that. I appreciate you explaining that, Lee. Um, that's why I love talking to you guys, man. I learn something every time we get on here. Um, and this will be the last one, I promise. Paul Roberts and Myers seems mentally overwhelmed. He really does, and and again, it kind of goes hand in hand with what we just talked about. Um, how it sounds like Aaron Rodgers helped him out a lot. You know, he helped him out a whole lot last year with the protections, things like that. So maybe that's uh, playing more of a role than anything so all right guys we're going to get out of here i want to thank everybody in the chat thank you guys for just jumping on here on a sunday morning to talk and ball um this is the highlight of the day for me man it's it's so cool just getting on here and uh and chopping it up with you guys and being able to just draw on the telestrator and uh, thank you guys for being patient um for us uh, or with us as we have kind of upgraded our system you know we really really appreciate it it's still a work in progress we're going to do everything we can to uh, keep this thing moving forward and providing you with the best content. Again, I got to get with YouTube and figure out what's allowed, what isn't, because I definitely want to make sure that we're putting out the best content uh, possible. But at the same time, we got to uh, follow rules and regulations within YouTube and, and all those things. So I'm trying to find that sweet spot where we can bring you all this content um, and do it in a way that is compatible with YouTube. So stuff doesn't get removed and all that, because then, then we're just wasting time. Right. So, um, but anyways, we'll be back later tonight at most likely at six central seven, uh, six central seven Eastern for Packers total access live. Where we're going to do our weekly recap with Jacob. We'll try to get Ryan on here. We may have a few other people, but I'm looking forward to chatting ball with everybody. So, uh, yeah, we will, uh, we'll get out of here. Lance, you're welcome, buddy. Thank you for, uh, for dropping through, man. I really appreciate it. We don't take it lightly that you guys make us a part of your day. And for those of you listening on the pod, Thank you for making us a part of your day as well as you're out there on the ground and keeping this great country moving forward. So, as always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world. Go back. The power sweep. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. No one shows your right by them and feel this back. YN has the linebacker taken out, that's inside. The YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, we'll be trying to get a seal here, and a seal here, and try to run this play in the alley.